Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. Our mission is to make analytics practical. This is not about abstract theory, but to share true stories of how using analytics helps real-life businesses with real-life constraints make the best possible decisions to compete, grow, and thrive. I'm your host, A.G. Tan. Qubit specializes in all things related to planning, analysis, and reporting. And we're experts in the technologies that support analytics, which underpins everything that we do. But every planning and analysis system starts with data. And that data usually comes from a company's ERP or enterprise resource planning system. The ERP system takes care of all the everyday transactions that a company needs in order to function, from invoicing to vendor payments to inventory tracking and all accounting transactions. All these necessary everyday functions have the side effect of generating data. But like a forgotten wheat field, it doesn't do you much good if you never harvest it and put it to good use. This is what my guest and I are going to talk about today. My guest today has built a successful 25-year career out of helping companies transform their business operations for the better with the help of technology. Earlier this year, Qubit was lucky enough to attract him to join our sales organization. And today I am excited to pick his brains on where companies are at, where they need to go, and how he thinks they can get there. So John Sterner, welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here. So John, give us a quick introduction to your professional journey, the kinds of customers and business problems you worked with before you came to Qubit, and then now that you are at Qubit, how do you connect those experiences with our XPNA or extended planning and analysis focus? Sure. Uh, so I've been in some form of consulting for 25 years now, uh, effectively helping companies across a variety of industries solve business problems, leveraging technology. Uh, most of the programs that I've been part of have been large transformational programs, uh, ERP implementations as an example. And my primary focus has really been on helping companies better manage their inventories, uh, their supply chain, and really optimize how they move goods through their supply chain. And, and in doing so, you know, a couple observations that I think, think are relevant now as I come to Qubit uh, on what I've seen and, and some of the, the challenges that, that make me excited about what Qubit does is, you know, I think, I think companies tend to get stuck in, in the micro level and, and don't stop to get back and look at something holistically or at a macro level. They tend to get working in silos for a variety of reasons. Um, and, and all too often, you know, you think about a big program, I think the primary measure of success can often become, were we on time and on budget versus did we solve what we set out to solve? Did, did we improve the business somehow um, or as much as we intended? And, and I think part of that is just losing sight of that. And I think another part of it is, you know, not putting the proper 
KPIs or measurements or metrics in place uh, to effectively, uh, you know, measure progress over time. And, and I think, you know, all that said, uh, companies get really laser focused on improving their ability to execute uh, without always realizing how important it is to uh, look at business planning as a precursor to execution, as well as metrics and in some form of analytics uh, to really embrace some form of continuous improvement along the way. And I think, you know, so with those as, as top of mind pitfalls that I've seen before, I mean, that, that's really why I was excited to discover Qubit. I think it's interesting to note that, you know, coming to Qubit, this is my first employer um, that I didn't know anybody that, you know, wasn't a job I found by word of mouth. Um, and, and part of that is exciting, but I think what was most exciting to me is just the things that, you know, bothered me about what I've seen on past projects um, are things that Qubit is really passionate about. Uh, it's the cornerstone of a lot of what Qubit does. Uh, and a lot of like-minded people, a lot of really smart people. So that's that's very exciting. Um, and you know, if you think that Qubit is really about leveraging analytics to really improve business planning, in a nutshell, uh, that 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 is, you know, again, I think very important to companies and, and serves them well. And and if you look at where Qubit is in the marketplace now with a push around extended planning and analysis from the likes of Gartner and the various software companies that we work with. Uh, I, think, I think that's very exciting. I think Qubit is also very well positioned to take advantage of that. Oh, that's a great response, John. Um, you know, it's funny as you were talking, I was trying to think about what makes the kinds of implementations Qubit does different from say an, you know, an ERP system or a general ledger system or a new accounting system, right? And, and I wonder, I'd be curious about your thought on this. I wonder if it's because when you're putting in an ERP system or an accounting system, you generally have a pretty good idea of what you need. You know, financial reporting is financial reporting. You've got to process your invoices. You know, it's quite well defined. But once you move into the planning space and analytics, it's it's a much more open-ended proposition. You have to, in some ways, be creative. You have to imagine um, your business model. You have to come up with a vision for where you want to go and what you want to do, and then you've got to figure out how to measure it, right? So it, it's a lot less obvious what you need to do. Anyway, as you were talking, that's the thought that came to mind. I, I wonder if um, that makes any sense to you at all. Yeah, no, I think that's a very interesting point. And, and you know, I, th I think ERP implementations and the like are are undaunting from the perspective of, you know, a lot of times they're likened to changing the engine on an airplane while it's in flight. Um, and, you know, they tend to be multi-year tens, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. But at the same time, you do make a very good point. Um, they're, they're pretty well-defined and, and 
you know, most people are replacing something they already have. They have their arms around what they're trying to achieve. Um, so it, it's a lot more clear as you go into that type of a project. And, and the work that Qubit does isn't well as well defined, generally speaking. And, um, you know, I, I think that's why a firm like Qubit brings so much value. And, you know, anytime you can help a company do something uh, that they don't fully understand and, and Qubit does because we have the benefit of doing it over and over and over with a lot of different companies and a lot of different industries. Um, you know, I think that just speaks to the importance that a firm like Qubit can bring to the table. Oh, yeah, no, no, absolutely. Anyway, I didn't mean to go off on too much of a tangent, but I do want to hear more about, um, you know, connecting your past life with, with what Qubit does. So do you have some examples you can share with us? You don't have to name names, of course. <laughs> it's more fun if we do, but uh, <laughs> no, I won't. Um, you know, I think just picking up on the points I made before, you know, certainly there's some broad stroke examples that that I've seen over and over. And, and you know, we talked about it a bit already, but I, I think the interesting thing is, is you get projects that, that stretch across a number of different business functions um, and if you think about, you know, the work Qubit does is really, um, you know, better integration and coordination between finance and operations, as an example, you know, all too often, something that seems very simple doesn't happen. And, and aspects of a program that are supply chain centric are really focused within uh, the supply chain team, the operations group, uh, and things that are finance in in nature really involved the people, you know, the CFO and people within the, the finance organization. And, and all too often, um, you know, the, the, the integration or the importance consideration of what something in supply chain has on finance and vice versa is, is overlooked. Um, and again, it, it feels like something that's pretty simple and straightforward. Um, but when you get in, to the weeds, uh, you know, all too often that that integration and that holistic view across programs doesn't happen. And again, you know, I think I think that's why the whole concept of extended planning and analysis and the fact that you know Gartner, as an example, is is changing their magic quadrants to be more focused on this extended planning and analysis versus the components FP&A, SNOP. Uh, I, I think that's very important, and I think that signals, um, you know, a change uh, in line with the kinds of things that I'm talking about. Uh, you know, a couple specific examples. You know, I was working with a, a big box retailer, and uh, the purpose of the program was really to improve their supply chain, optimize their supply chain, and, and in essence, it was better balancing inventory so that the supply they had on hand was better aligned to what they anticipated their demand to be. And, and you know, with that particular program, short term, it was very effective. I mean, we did rebalance inventory such that inventory levels had a double digit reduction. Uh, and at the same time, uh, in stocks were better and, and sales went up. I think what was interesting about that program was Again, it was 
it was so focused on the supply chain aspects of it and improving things within operations. Uh, and a lot of that communication and visibility didn't go to the finance team. And, and for them, what it meant was that all those gains that we made in the short term were not sustainable uh, because finance wasn't on board and it wasn't, it wasn't linked back to some of their strategic business planning over a longer time horizon. So again, what, what they could have achieved uh, fell short because of that. So, so let me make sure I understand this right. So it sounds as though it wasn't just a matter of the systems not being tied to each other, the systems used by finance and the systems you know, used by, by, by operations, but it, it sounds like you're implying that the, the, the actors, the people involved you know, did not collaborate and were not bought in or not informed or that, that there was actually a, a human aspect to, to that as well, or, or am I mis misunderstanding what you're saying? No, I think you're totally on the right track. Um, and and I, think it, I think it really is about uh, the people and the data. Um, you, know, you know, I've said it before and with companies that are setting out to, you know, do this big ERP implementation and, and they spend a lot of energy um, trying to pick you know, should we go SAP? Should we go Oracle? Should we go some other route? Um, and to make a point, I say, look, I, it really doesn't matter. Um, they're all good systems. Um, that's, you know, obviously they each have their strengths and weaknesses and you have to evaluate that. But to the point of this conversation, it, it's far more important to focus on the business processes you're enabling, the internal capabilities, what it is you're trying to solve for, how you're going to do it, and, and really, it comes down to data and and the health of the data, the integration of the data, uh, and and how you enable the capabilities of those systems by by looking at the data correctly. Yeah, no, I was thinking another thought recently around why you know XPNA is perhaps having a moment now, and I wonder also if it ties into the fact that the timing is right. You know that that the cost of storing data has come down. That companies are investing so much in digital transformation across all parts of their business, so they're collecting more data than ever before. And as we know, data is the fuel for AI. Data is the fuel for all kinds of models that you can use in your business, right? And so it's almost like um, we're coming into a virtuous cycle where that combination of technology adoption is having a, you know, uh, a qualitative impact and what you can then do with the output of that technology information, you know, investment, which is more data, right? Yeah, and, and that in and of itself is an interesting conversation because I think, um, you know, because data storage is so affordable now, uh, you know, companies, and it's generally a positive, are, are storing more data, leveraging more data, um, but I, again, I think that points to, you know, where you need the expertise in this case of a company like Qubit, because, um, you know, think about an ERP implementation and you have a conversation early in the program to talk about how much history you bring across from the old system to the new system. Right. And, and people will say, well, storage is cheap, bring it all. Right. Well, <laughs> how, how are we going to use those 30 years of history? Um, yes. 
uh, we're not. And, and, and it can become noise uh, without the proper guidance of, of, you know, okay, we could bring it all, but, but what really makes sense? Right. No, no, absolutely. So, so basically the point you're making is, you know, technology for technology's sake isn't, isn't really worth much, right? You know, it's got uh, sure, to be part sure. of the, the overall story, the, the, the human story, the business story, the strategy story, perhaps. <laughs> oh, great. So one reason, John, that I feel you fit in so well here at Qubit is that you really seem to care about what you do. And it's not just about selling a solution to someone, but about seeing it through to the end and making sure it has a positive impact. Better information, less manual drudgery, data-driven decisions, and so on, right? So in your experience, what is it that sometimes stops companies from making these investments that will help them be more successful or even help them survive in difficult times. And um, do you have any thoughts on how to help them get past that? I do. Um, and first of all, thank you for recognizing uh, my passion. I, I think that is what made Qubit such a great home for me is, is uh, I, I feel that in Qubit's culture as well. Uh, you know, people are very like-minded, people are very smart, but they're very open-minded um, and, and looking at other ways to do things and always trying to improve. So that, is, that has been very welcome. I, th I, think, I think companies can, uh, you know, they, they generally know when they have to do something and, and they know when there's some sort of trigger such that they have to evolve, adapt, improve, uh, sharpen their competitive advantage. Uh, but from there, it, be, it can become a little undaunting. Um, and and it, it, can, it can feel um, a little grandiose. Um, it's something new and different, you know, to your point earlier, um, it's, it's not clear how we achieve uh, what it is that that we as a company are setting out to do. Um, so, so I think you know, first and foremost, I think that's that's where it's important to raise your hand and and find some form of expertise to help to help guide companies through that. Um, you know, as we talk about whether it's full blown extended planning and analysis XPNA or or some portion of that, if it's finance centric or or operation centric. Um, Again, I think that's why I was so attracted to Qubit is, is Qubit, that's, that's Qubit's DNA and, and what they're very good at. Um, so, so I think it's finding someone who's done that journey before is important. You know, going back to the point I made about it, it feeling too grandiose um, or too big in such a way that, boy, this is gonna cost, you know, so much and I'll never get that budget approved. So I'm gonna do something smaller. You know the, the sound bite that resonates with me is is you know designing with the end in mind and and it's okay to look blue sky and really define that end state that's that's out of ways and bigger than you know you can tackle now but but really define where you're going and why you're going there so that you can then put together you know some type of roadmap or approach uh, that that chunks that up or modularizes it 
in such a way that it, it isn't so grandiose anymore and it and it's digestible and it pulls value forward and you can get momentum and keep momentum and continue to have checkpoints where you validate that that we're still on track and adding value so you know in a in a nutshell i i think those things are important i think that is again why i'm so excited about the attention that uh xpna as a concept is garnishing um because i do think it it you know not only forces that coordination and integration across business functions but it also um you know drives that business value back up and then helps you figure out uh, you know how how you complete that journey or how you bite that off in in chunks and again i i think that is you know, that's what Qubit has been doing for years and years. So I, I think that's exciting. And I, th I think it genuinely helps companies. Now, I, I, I think, well, I think what, what I heard you say was, you know, first you have to recognize that there is a problem or that there is, you know, that there is something that could be better than what it is now. And then you've got to figure out how to address it. And, you know, the, there's that saying, right? Every journey, you know, every long journey begins with a single step or something along those lines. I think in terms of, you know, every house cleaning begins with the first room, you know? <laughs> I, I, I don't love cleaning my house, but if I start doing it and I start with like one room and then that room, you know, is done and it looks great and I feel better and then I move on to the next room. And if I just focus on the thing in front of me, eventually I get to a good place. And at every step, I'm in a better place, right? I've achieved something and I'm reaping some rewards from that, right? Um, so, you're absolutely right. You know, part of it is being open to that idea of, of taking that big, impossible looking thing and breaking it down into pieces. And certainly at Qubit, we pride ourselves on making sure those pieces matter and make a difference, you know? Um, so, so yeah, I was trying to think of a mountain biking analogy, John, for the, for the single step thing. Cause as, as you know, I, I, I achieved something this weekend in that I bought a good mountain bike, um, but I didn't think, you know, I, <laughs> I couldn't make it work as well as the room cleaning thing. Um, but, um, but yeah, it is like those, those, that stepwise approach, right? I, I think that's what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, picking up on the mountain bike analogy, you know, if you're, if you're riding out in the mountain, the Rocky Mountains, and, and you've got a trail that's, um, there's, there's a ride in Colorado called the Triple Bypass. It's not a mountain bike ride, it's a road bike ride. But mm -hmm. if, if you look at that ride in its entirety, it goes over three pretty prominent mountain passes, and it's like 120 miles, and it, oh it's, very un, it, it's very undaunting. But if you just say, <laughs> hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to set out, and I'm going to make it to the first rest stop, um, you know, that, that, that's far more manageable of a ride right. and, and take it from there. So not, not exactly mountain biking, but I, I think there are analogies, especially when you think about, you know, climbing a mountain like that and, uh, you know, breaking it down. Yeah. I mean, it's funny though. We all live life that way, right? We, we, we all set like little mini goals. We, we know that we need to do the mini things to get to the, the, the top of the mountain, if you will. But it's odd to me that sometimes when people are making technology decisions, they think they need to do it all in one piece. 
Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. And, you know, that, that I think is a great soundbite in respect of, I, I think that really sums it up well. Um, you, you just don't. I, I think you should plan for, for what that end state is, uh, but, but by no means, whatever that journey is, you have to achieve it all in, in one gulp. Yeah, no. Well, I think that's a great place to end, John. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Super. It's absolutely my pleasure, AG. Thank you for tuning in to the Ask Qubit About Analytics podcast. Do stay in touch. You can email us at info at qubit.com or check out past episodes and transcripts at qubit.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, take care. Thank you.